Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma, and we're both card-carrying members of the Infertility Club. Hello. We're back. Oh my God. We're back. Series three, yo. Oh yeah. Coming straight at you from opposite ends of Corona London. (laughs) Mate. I mean, we recorded this intro two weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, and at the time we were making jokes about, oh my God, what if everybody, what if we can't get to each other? Yeah, ha ha ha, oh everyone will be self-isolating, ha ha ha. Yeah, so um, to be clear, we're we're in separate houses in separate parts of London. We are, it's sad. I like to look at Emma's face when I'm recording these things, but um, sadly it's not to be. It really isn't. Um, Safety first and all that. we do have lots of good plans we do have lots of good plans um it's well firstly it's a fucking weird time everyone's a bit freaked out but we are going to do our best to bring some kind of sunshine and good content your way if you haven't already listened to the really quick bonus episode we put out last week um we did a quick interview with Julianne Boutaleb who is a perinatal psychologist about what to do if your cycle's been cancelled how to kind of get through it because hey man if you weren't already having a shitty time with infertility you're probably now having a really shitty time yeah it's just I mean come on like everyone's having a hard time coming to terms with what's going on with corona and this kind of social changes never mind fucking having your treatment cancelled like it's just unbearable i went through three cycles of cancel treatment and i can tell you right now it's terrible every time doesn't get better yeah so um so look big love to everyone that is either having their treatment affected by this and also to be fair being affected by corona in general if you've anyone that's got it anyone that's got friends who have it like seriously yeah. big love to everyone because it's a fucking hard time it's a horrible time. Um, to move on to the episode now. Indeed. 
we've made some changes to the series because you don't want to hear us talk about how our lives have changed no while we've been away no so this episode we are introducing the foxes oh yeah it's the bfn's hottest new couple <laughs> um, so we'll we'll be interviewing uh, Liz and Nick Fox, who are gonna they're not gonna take over from us because we're still gonna be around. But you're gonna start listening to their journey. Yeah, they are. Um, they're also trying to conceive, obviously, and they're at a slightly different um, stage than we were at. So it's I think it's quite interesting in that respect. And yeah, we'll be hearing from them every week on how they're getting on. We had a really nice time with them. I think when we interviewed them. Corona was already becoming a bit of a thing, so like we were all a bit like, are you sure you want to come to London and talk to us? But they did, and we had a lovely time. But if you remember, it was mostly the storm. I think it was Storm Dennis that that was maybe going to put them off from coming to London. Do you remember when Storm Dennis was all we had to deal with? That was our biggest problem. What a beautiful time. Oh, what a great time. (laughs) Um... So if you if you don't know Liz from Insta, she's at Operation Fox Brio. Um, they do something called Goggle Fox, which is a parody of Goggle Box on IGTV. Lol. And they're they're just they're lols, aren't they? They are lols. Um, and they're they're just bloody lovely. So yeah, we're delighted yeah. to have them aboard. Really excited. So um, please enjoy that. Um, obviously, we've got Professor Tim. Uh, Professor Stay Tim Child, us. medical director at Oxford Fertility. Yes. Yes. As always, that and doesn't change even during lockdown. It does not change. Um, and he, we were talking to him about um, vitamin D, which is quite apt at the moment, isn't it? It's quite apt because we're all stuck indoors and not getting enough of it. Well, you can go outside for a walk and a run if you stay a safe distance away from others. I think a metre apart from other people. Two metres apart, babes. Two, Two metres metre, Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, don't listen to me, listen to Emma. Uh, so, yeah, you can actually still go and get your vitamin D. And today the sun is shining. So that is, is. a reason to be very cheerful, I would say. That's what I'm taking from it anyway. It is. And I think the sun's going to be shining for the rest of the week, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Woo woo woo. Yeah. Um, also, guys, we've got a really great ser- series planned for you. So we've got episodes on running clubs. We've got episodes on egg freezing. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we finally get something on endometriosis. Finally. And we've also got some a really, really, really emotional um, episode that we recorded actually last July coming yeah, up for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get your stockpile tissues at the ready. Indeed. And um, yeah, so next week we are actually going to, we've got an interview with someone whose treatment was cancelled because of the current coronavirus crisis. So um, so yeah, I just be, thought it'd be quite nice to hear from someone who had that happen to them so other people don't feel alone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's probably it, isn't it, for the yeah, intro this week? I think so. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Big Fat Negative, on Twitter at Big Fat Negative, on Facebook Big Fat Negative, or you can email us Big Fat Negative Podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to rate and review us, we welcome that. We do welcome that. That would be good. You've got very little else to do, guys. Come on. So please enjoy this episode. Please enjoy. And we'll speak to you in a bit. Guys, Guys, welcome. Oh my god. This is momentous. I feel like we should have a baton that we should be passing. Oh wow, yeah. Like, what's 
the baton shape. The BFN like the, baton. The, it's, it's, a, it's a negative pregnancy test. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Who can no. I pass that on to? Yeah, let's not, let's not start the day with that. The saddest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> got a couple of those. Oh them. Got them kicking around <laughs> at home. Um, so um, I guess, like, we should allow you to introduce ourselves. What are your names and where do you come from? Hi, I'm Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi. Hello. Um, I'm 36 years old. I hail from Cardiff. You hail from Cardiff. Cardiff. I do. I do. I'm Nick, pretty much the same apart from being called Nick. Same age, <laughs> live in Cardiff from, from, from Bristol. Yeah. I think yeah, that makes the, me... Let's get the details. I don't know what that makes you from. Like, I feel like I'm from London, but I didn't grow up here. I mean... When do you become from somewhere? I don't know. Exactly. That is a good question. Mm. Please, listeners, email in. I'll Answers say Cardiff. I'll <laughs> yeah. say Cardiff yeah. for now. How long have you been there? Seven years. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. You say you feel more more at home in Cardiff than you. Well, you live there too, so that helps. Well, yeah. (laughs) To be fair, Bristol. (laughs) Your lives together there. Very good. Very good. (laughs) So, Uh, tell us a bit about your lives. What do you guys do? So, I am a chartered surveyor, um, and actually work for the civil service. And weirdly, uh, Nick is training to be (laughs) a chartered surveyor (laughs) in the civil service. Um, What made you decide to do that? I was given the opportunity to do my masters okay. by oh, someone's cool. parents. Oh, amazing! Oh, that's nice. Love a bit of nepotism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love that. Yeah. So I was working for the police in Bristol. Okay. And then I moved to Cardiff. So uh-huh. I was looking for alternative. Alternative work. Employment. Gainful employment. Yeah. So I retrained. Oh. And I started in your office in September. Oh my God! How is working together? It's actually okay. Okay. So um, up until about two months ago, we were on separate floors. Okay. Okay. So we so didn't really see each other. Bye, darling. Yeah. We didn't even have lunch together, to be honest. Barely walk to work together. That's really. true, actually. We, we don't. Um, and then two months ago, I got ousted from my seat and sent downstairs. Oh, God. So I could see him from across the oh, office. Oh, no. Um, but, but that's gone all right. But still, it was fine. Yeah. And now I'm back upstairs. Was that bad okay. thing? So it's all to good. see me. We distract me uh-huh. from my you're, work. You're handsome enough. Yeah. Yeah. I distract <laughs> everyone. Back of your head. <laughs> you're only human. It's very true. Oh my god. It's very true. I feel like if John and I worked in the same building, we probably would have to get a divorce. Mm. Yeah. Like think... we we like each other and all. Just sometimes we don't. Yeah. No. We don't do the same job at the moment. So I work in a different department, which I think it makes it easier. Yeah. So yeah, even yeah. though we work for the same company, we don't work in the same. We've department. still got news. Yes. And you've got like company gossip from separate parts of the office, exactly. which is important. And we both know like the same annoying people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. So. Um, are, I I think there'll be lots of our listeners that maybe don't even know where Wales is or what Wales is. <laughs> Should we I get these guys know. to do? <laughs> Tell us that a bit true. about Wales. About yeah. Wales. So Wales is a small part of the UK. It's tacked on to the left-hand side, as you're looking at the the, map. The western side. The western side? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. You can tell my geography's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have our native language, which is Welsh. Say something in Welsh. Say, we're so happy to be part of BFN. Uh, Lovely. That's amazing. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm a fluent Welsh speaker. So we speak Welsh. We have Welsh medium schools. Uh, so which is exactly the same as English medium schools, except that everything is done through the medium of Welsh. I see. So a lo- like, there are some people that learn English as a second language. 
I am not one of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I have spoken Welsh since I was small. So I've always okay. spoken Welsh throughout my life. Um, what else about Wales? It's really pretty. It is pretty. It I is. can vouch for that. Yeah. We've got lots of hills yeah. and really fabulous coastline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got a peninsula. Yeah. Um, What's the best food come out of Wales? Oh, hmm. I've got my answer. Go on. Welsh cake. Yeah, yeah I was going to go Welsh cake because I can't think of anything. What about rabbit? Well. Rabbit. Yeah. I like Welsh rabbit. Oh, well, rabbit's so good as well. Yeah. Or cowl. And there's a place in Cardiff. So cow is a type of soup. Yeah, I don't know that. With like vegetables and lamb. Not uh-huh. so great for vegetarian over here. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a place in Cardiff called Madame Fromage. And they serve it with a block of curly cheese. Oh, my God. And oh. half a garlic baguette. Oh, oh yes. Oh, my God. On the winter's we... day. It's a game changer. Should we go to yeah. Cardiff next for the time. next record? Yeah. Yeah. Next, yeah. next BFN yeah. party. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So should we go on topic for a minute? Sure. Tell us about your journey. Well, our journey started in 2015, would you say? Marriage time. Marriage time. So we decided to do the traditional thing and wait until we got married before we we tried to start a family. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think actually because we got married reasonably quickly so we got engaged within eight months we moved in together within seven months got engaged within eight and then got married uh efficient yeah two and ish years later so we were kind of quite enjoying being us and having time together and then as soon as the ring was on the figure this was it we were gonna get down to business okay fine yeah and of course it would happen straight away (laughs) absolutely yeah. yeah absolutely yeah um, by Christmas, I would assume. Yeah, September, December. Yeah, yeah. Well, you totally want that, doable. You want that Pretty new solid to share, month, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good for Christmas cards. Mm, yeah, lovely, fantastic. lovely. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it didn't happen. Um, and I was starting to get really twitchy after about a year. You were getting twitchy after about two months. I probably was. Oh, it's impossible not to. Um, I got twitchy in the first month. Because I can remember you talking yeah. about going to the doctors in about November after we were married in September. Was I really? Yeah. I did not realise I was so obsessive. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, start as you mean to go on, to be fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep it going. <laughs> um, but you were really reluctant to go and seek any sand. advice. Yeah. yeah. So it took us about, I would say, what, 18 months before I persuaded you to go to the doctors. Actually, I think it was close to two years because we were, went on holiday to France, didn't we, in September? Yes. And then it was after that. Yes. So it took me two weeks of solid vacationing to persuade okay, to yeah. Really to lay that in. Nice. <laughs> Put the groundwork in. Um, so we went to the doctors and I had all the required tests, you know, the, the hormone tests. So was it day three? Yeah. And then day 21? Yeah. And was told, you're all good. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you went and had your um, sample reviewed. Is that a good way to do it? That's beautifully yeah. put. <laughs> yeah. How romantic. Yeah. Some lovely euphemistic <laughs> speak there. The swimmers. You got yeah. the swimmers out. Yeah. Cup of shame. <laughs> Cup of shame. That's a new one. <laughs> um, and then they delivered what was probably quite a horrible blow. It was quite a horrible blow and delivered in a horrible way is what I'm trying to say. Um, where they basically use the term, and I keep getting this wrong. You keep correcting me. I don't know. It was, I guess, probably you are right. Subfertile. Yes. Ah. Oh. Another. So I, in my head, it was subnormal. Yeah. Oh mate. No. Yeah. And it probably I th- was subfertile. Think of that because that. You. I mean, blunt. it was literally like 
head up, delivery from doctor, head down, right. switch right. off, yeah. Yeah. big time. Yeah, um, back on the computer. Yeah, yeah. It's just not even. Yeah, when we went in to get the results, she didn't know why we were there. No, which is always cool. helpful. She sort of said, "I said, okay, so what can I do? Oh, I was given the cup last week. You were meant to check it out." Did you? And then it was, and then it was, and then it was. Type away on the keyboard. Ah, here we are. Nice. Yeah. So she hadn't really thought about what she was no. going to say to you. That's the that's the thing. Like you haven't like considered yeah. how you're going to tell someone some nasty news. Yeah. Bastards. Cool. Yeah. So you were obviously massively affected by that, and I was a little bit upset. You were really upset, and quite yeah. rightly yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I, you know, yeah. and but actually, there wasn't much information on, or at least I didn't hear much information. No, it was very much a blanket term. It was mm-hmm. this is the situation. You will now be referred. Okay. Um, and I asked, you know, how long is that going to take? And nobody really had any firm answers for me. Referred for IVF? Did they referred say specifically? For I, yeah, or yeah. Referred for further um, investigations. Investigations, I think. Okay. Um, so from the basis of that we were fairly certain that we would need some form of intervention. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, the term that she used was so general, it was like, well, what does that even mean? Mm. You know, how, what, what are our ratios here? Mm. So we were really kind of unsure about what happened, what the next steps were. Um, and were we chatting to my parents? I can't remember. Probably, because that's how we got to private, didn't we? Yes. So we had a conversation with my parents. Um, I don't think we specifically brought it up, but we were talking about the fact that we've been trying for some time. Mm. And um, my mum was like, how long? Um, So I sort of said, roughly two years. And she she was like, yes, that is a very long time. (laughs) Thanks, Ma. Thanks for confirming that. Thanks, Sean. I'm guessing you're (laughs) sub-fertile. <laughs> so um their kind of suggestion was well why don't you go privately just to have an initial consultation um but this is mainly because in my dad's office so in the in the floor below is the london women's clinic swansea sweet oh, oh so it's local yeah convenient yeah so Hoping to get mates rates. Yeah, so my, my dad was like, I'll go down and I'll have a chat with them, see if they'll do me a deal. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, okay. So he they did him a deal. Great. They did yeah. a deal. Okay. Oh, they did a deal it. and uh we booked in to go and have a chat with them as a sort of initial con- consultation to see yeah. in Cardiff. So we booked in in Cardiff to go okay. and have a chat with them um, to just kind of get a bit more information really and mm-hmm. understand what this diagnosis actually meant mm-hmm. and what our options were. So we went to have a chat with them and from that chat we discovered that my AMH levels were lower than they should be for somebody uh-huh. of my age. So I would have been 33 at that point. Let's say 33. Let's say 33. Let's say 33. Yeah. Um, so I would have been 33 at that stage um, and they said, oh, you're a little bit on the low side but nothing too scary although yeah. we would recommend you making some decisions about what you want to do reasonably soon okay and amh level kind of refers to how many eggs yes you may or may not have left that's right yeah, yeah. so i think it was something and I, to be honest with you i don't really understand the measurement tool yeah mm. um the units yes mm. but it was you know i was 
kind of slightly below the recommended range, which I'll be honest with you, I can't quite remember now. Um, And then we also discovered from that uh, appointment that Nick had... Well, I was given a good news, bad news situation, wasn't I? You, yeah. Oh, shit, I was, yeah, I was uh, told swimming and amount, and, volume was good. And normal. shape, good. Shape, all shape. Um, but I had antibody antibodies, so. Oh. Oh, okay. Right. So the plot's thickens. Kick me while I'm down. So they were that literally was, uh, killing each other. Yes, yeah. and, and they just, they, what did she use? The, she said clump. They clumped clump. together. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, cool. Yeah. Lovely. So in order to overcome that, and, and yeah. effectively, in their minds, the only uh, treatment for anti-sperm antibodies is ICSI. Okay. Right. So we were referred directly, so it was a case of, sorry, if you put them in a Petri dish together, nothing's going to happen. Clump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you need to go straight in with a needle. Yeah. So we were fairly certain, you know, we were yeah, fairly comfortable that, should, that that's what we had to uh, yeah, do. Yeah, that should bypass yes. those antibodies. Okay. So it they was... can just pick the best ones because it's not affecting all of them. Yeah. But yeah. it yeah. would stop me getting you pregnant. The naturally. normal way. Okay. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, we were told or we were led to believe that that was the only problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a case of, well, this is the treatment. Yeah. This is should the be well. Yeah. yeah. Off we go. Um, and so the other thing that, um, is a bit of a restriction, even if you go privately is your BMI. Mm-hmm. So if you are in a private clinic, you still have to make sure that your BMI is below 35 and that's to do with anesthetic okay. and when sedation yeah. when it comes to egg collection. Um, and also around potential gestational diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know you do become you are successful um and my bmi was sort of slightly too high at the time so i had to go away lose a bit of weight and then come back to see them because that's really easy just a little yeah. totally totally away. doable yeah, yeah, yeah. totally yeah um sit joe wicks on the tv with good to <laughs> go yeah Aww. um so that took a couple of months and yeah. then we were into i want to say july yeah so we're into July of 2018, yeah. and we went in for um, our first round of ICSI, yeah. IVF with ICSI. Um, we had seven active follicles, I think, so we stimulation drugs. They put me on a, a middling dose and then, and then upped it because I wasn't responding. Uh, I had seven follicles, so this was uh, privately as well, mm-hmm. so I had seven follicles, and of those seven follicles, we collected four okay. eggs okay four mature eggs and um throughout the fertilization process only one of them fertilized normally so you've got one embryo one one embryo and we got it to day three and they um they were like we need to implant it mm. back yeah mm. they only, they, it was it was only day three because we only had one we, yes. it was always only going to be day three yeah so okay. we weren't sure if it was is it day three because it's crap or is yeah. it day oh, three because this is your yeah that's the way you do it yeah this is how you do it okay um and they were like no no this is how we do it okay. we want to get it back one. into you as soon as possible it's a good one okay it's cool. doing well okay confident the so original we, yeah. foxbrio the original foxbrio oh foxbrio. yes um so we went in for transfer and we um, you know, got ourselves ready, full bladder, the works. 
Oh, was this a fresh? So this is a fresh. This is a fresh transfer okay. with our with our one little one little embryo. Um, got into the theatre, legs akimbo as you do, and the consultant couldn't get access to my womb. Oh, to so my cervix. What? Yes. No. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. So the speculum went in, and um, then she proceeded to sort of poke and prod around for quite a long time. I'm sure that was comfortable. It was, yeah. It was eye-watering just to watch. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. You just... Um, (laughs) Gripping. It was it was not pleasant at all, and then um, so she she discovered or she established that there was some scar tissue um, around the entrance to my cervix, which um, got there because I'd had a colposcopy mm. treatment about three years before, okay. and it looked as though the cells that they'd had to remove were quite high up, and so the scar tissue had had formed and healed and had. Um, caused a bit of a blockage great to the entrance to my cervix and obviously we didn't know this when we went for collection because they're going through the sides yeah so nobody gone up that way before oh dear um so she um tried to and this is across the legs moment scrape some of the scar tissue away to try and get access um but it was just too painful for me. I just couldn't. Fair. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't cope with yeah. it anymore. It's too painful for me. Oh my god, it's painful for me thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. But it is one of my favourite. And this sounds really bizarre, but it is one of my favourite memories of the whole process because it's the time that Nick almost passed out and had to be wheeled out of theatre in a wheelchair. <laughs> wow. Just giving oxygen first. Oh my god. <laughs> I was, I was just watching it because it was oh, I don't know how long it was but it felt like it was going on forever I said I've got to say something because I'm feeling a bit funny oh I mean I don't feel fair, Liz was lying down <laughs> I was. that is love though I, that is love I don't feel very well oh. <laughs> so I was sort of lying there knees. with my legs in the stirrups yeah. and they passed the oxygen mask over me to Nick to sat next to me and they're sort of fussing over him and I'm just sort of lying there like oh my god this hey, is hey I really need to go to the toilet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm about to wet myself these <laughs> scrapage has occurred I don't know what's going on oxygen nothing <laughs> so they got me out of the stirrups and they were like you go back to the room go to the loo go back to the room we'll look after him we'll bring him back up we'll look after him don't, don't worry don't about worry him don't worry about that right. right. <laughs> so I go, go back to my room and I'm sat there sort of Waiting, waiting, waiting. And then all of a sudden the door opens and Nick gets wheeled. In. Oh my god. I beg them not to make me do that. <laughs> no, I walk. I just let me walk. I'm fine. Yeah. And we have to put you in a wheelchair. Oh, that's so great. The so, chair of shame. Yeah, it yeah. just really took the sting away from the whole process for me. Were you, were you laughing at this very time or were I, I think you I probably, glaring? I think I probably was <laughs> laughing. I remember little sympathy. Yeah. yeah. There was no sympathy for oh, mine. That was hard for you, was it, darling? Yeah. 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 Find that yeah. difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Challenging, was it? <laughs> it was. So, um, because they couldn't get access, they had to put our little fox brio on ice. Right. And they were able to, so that's... And they were able to, so even though it was a bit of a blow, it wasn't, you know, we weren't out of the race, it wasn't over. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But their recommendation was you you need to have some cervical dilation done. Yeah. Um, and until you do that, we can't proceed with mm-hmm. any any further transfers. Um, so I was really lucky in that I still had the contact information of the consultant that had done my colposcopy. Cool. On the NHS. So I rang her. And I was like, this is the situation. What have you done to me? This is mm. what's happened. And she was brilliant. She was like, right, let's get you in as soon as possible. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, I'll put you on. She, we were, I think we were going to New York, weren't we? Which delayed our me having to, me, me being able to have the surgery. Um, but she's like, as soon as you're back, put you on my list and we'll get it sorted. Okay. Because you did call the NHS first, didn't you? And you just spoke to someone generally and they said some eight weeks or something yeah another eight to twelve weeks yeah it's always eight to twelve yeah which i just i went into massive meltdown didn't i i just couldn't cope with that um especially knowing that it was it was there on Mm. ice ready to go and we'd got we'd taken so long to get here Mm -hmm. it it just felt like that eight to twelve weeks was was forever Mm -hmm. um so i was really fortunate got it done on the nhs and then came the long wait um, for my period to arrive because obviously it never arrives when you want it to arrive no, never. No. and when you don't want it to arrive it's there right there there she is mm-hmm. yeah. so it was about six weeks I think after the surgery before she rocked up again okay so by this time it's October yeah so we're about October November time yeah and um, they started us on a frozen cycle. So yeah. we started taking the, the required drug. I started taking the required drugs. And they brought me in for my first scan. And without telling me, pre-warning me, um, just sprung a mock transfer on me. Great times. Okay. Which, for me, I was like, well, I prefer to do that. Yeah, because, fair. Good idea. You know, I don't want to be in the situation again. Um, but I could have... I had a bit of notice. Yeah. Equally, yeah. it wasn't great the first time around, so maybe a bit of warning would have been yeah. nice. Yeah. Seems like the polite thing to do. Yeah, it, it, uh, I think so, mm. but maybe yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I had that on my first ever IVF appointment. Oh. Yeah, They just he was just like, I'm just going to see if I can get it in. <gasps> you could. It was fine. Oh, but I was like, okay. Whoa. You get arrested Stop. for saying something like that, I mean, hashtag me too. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, so we rocked up and Nick wasn't allowed in the room. Cool. Because of past experience. Oh, right, of course. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Darling, you wait here with this chocolate biscuit. We'll be back soon. And I felt really uncomfortable about that, actually. I was, I was not happy about it, but they're the professionals, mm-hmm. so we tend to just follow along and do whatever they want mm, us to. Yeah. Um, so off we trotted to have this mock transfer and, again, about 40 minutes later still no joy oh god um and i think you were starting to realize that something probably wasn't quite right yeah after i've read about 40 pages of my book uh, she should be back by that now Mm. so um got got taken back into the room and he said i'm really sorry i think you need to go for, for more surgery jesus and at that point i think for me that was my breaking point because We'd been through so much, mm-hmm. and obviously I'd had one round of surgery, and it was, it, it was, you know, a case of why, why is this not working mm-hmm. for us? Um, but and 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 also the panic of well, what happens if they can't get it in? Yeah, is it just going to be on ice forever? Like, how does this work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So 
we were planning to potentially have more surgery, but the consultant was uh, wanted to have a chat with some of his colleagues. Um, and so about a week later, we had a phone call to say, right, we'd like to do another mock transfer, but we'd like to do it while you're on your period so that we can use the flow to mm-hmm. guide us to see where we need to go. Because I had normal periods. Mm, yeah. um, I didn't have any issues with... Um, you know flow or anything like that so they were like well let's try and use it to guide Mm. us as to where we need to go because maybe it's just that we're not it sounds dreadful to say looking in the right place (laughs) (laughs) slightly concerning but um so you know with what well we thought we'll give it a go because we've got nothing to lose yeah um and this was about two weeks before christmas would you say so this was december 2018 Mm mm-hmm and uh, went in, had the mock transfer, absolutely no problems at all. Straight Amazing. in. Amazing. Yeah. Wow, so that's quite a good tip if yeah. anyone's yeah. having these kind of troubles. plans to do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If anyone... Perform the surgery themselves, it's a good tip. <laughs> so it was... Um, we were over the moon, weren't we? We were so excited. We were like, finally, that hurdle has, you know, been, yeah. been kind of taken away from us. This is brilliant. Um, and actually the consultant was like, well, we can start straight away if you want. If cool. you want to just go ahead. Yeah. Don't we'll... get up. We'll start now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Um, so I had a very sober Christmas and New Year. Yeah. And we transferred that embryo finally, having created it in July, in January of 2019. Right. Okay. And... Foxbury on board. Yeah. Foxbury on board, but didn't want to stick around, unfortunately. Oh. Um... And we were quite lucky in that we'd gone to, I guess, would you call it like an expo? Like a fertility Yeah, because we thought, mm-hmm. we were told originally that once you go private, you can't do it on the NHS anymore, you can't go back. Mm. So right. we had assumed it would always be private. So we were, we were making the assumption that we've, we've made mm. this, this yeah. move, this is our path. Um, but we went to this expo and actually spoke with some people from the Wales Fertility Institute. Yeah. Um, and they said, they were like, no, not at all. You're still eligible for yeah. two rounds with us. Amazing. Fantastic. Which is great. Uh, amazing. But you have to have your BMI below 30. Oh. Damn it. So at this point, I think I was... Well, what they actually said to me was, we don't have a waiting list at the moment. We're seeing patients of a BMI of around 31, 32 to discuss options, but we won't be able to proceed until your BMI is 30 or below. Right. So with that in mind, I rang them at the end of January and had a massive battle with the woman on reception mm-hmm. um, who was like, no, no, we can't see you until you be in my 30 or below. I was like, I've had a phone, I've had a conversation mm. with somebody and they've told me different. Yeah. So I basically bullied my way in. Great. I mean, that's what we all Good do. Good girl. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, that's what we all mean to do. Yeah. yeah. So got in, had a chat with them and they were like, yes, you're still eligible for two rounds. You're on our books now. All you need to do is get your BMI below for 30 or below. Simple. I know. Yeah. So straightforward. So I did something that I would never advocate people to do. I went on a really extreme 500 calorie a day diet for about eight weeks. Oh my God. And uh, I I got got myself to where I needed to be. Wow. Which, and it wasn't easy but at that stage, we'd been waiting for so long. Yeah, absolutely. None just, of this has been easy. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to get it get it done and, and, and get it over with. So got our BMI, got my BMI to 30. Um, 
there were some delays, weren't there? I didn't realise that my BMI had to be... <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. You told me that after. I just I went and the... Phew. Well, you're tall, though, so you were always going to be fine. Um, yeah, so we we had a couple of delays in, in terms of blood tests and, and things because we had to have them repeated because of timescales and, and that sort of stuff. So I ended up having to try and regulate my eating for longer than I'd hoped. Um, but we got there and we went in for our uh, first round of NHS funding on the 1st of August last year, so 2019. Mm-hmm. And we... Um, they decided to put me on a different type of drug. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd been on Gonalef previously, which yeah. I think is some sort of purer form of the stimulation hormone, okay. from what I understand. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they put me on a, on a different drug, but with the same protocol. So no down regulation, just straight in stimulation from, cool. from day, th- day which three. Which is great because it's just speedy. It's just yeah. short and yeah. sweet. Um, and I wasn't responding particularly well, even though they had me on the highest dose. Um, but we had enough to go for egg collection because I hadn't appreciated that their guidelines state that you need to have at least three eggs. Oh, really? Or three potential eggs in your three follicles. So three follicles over a certain amount. Right. I didn't know that. Before they'll put you for collection. Is that nice guidelines? I don't know if it's nice or, I, or if it's NHS. That's interesting. Yes. Mm. And the reason that I, th- I wonder if the, if they do that because as soon well certainly with us as soon as you go for egg collection so as soon as you're sedated that counts as a round oh uh, okay so it I guess stops people using up a round potentially yeah, that's quite thoughtful which is yeah which is yeah, quite nice generous um unfortunately it didn't work for us mm-hmm. so went for collection and woke up only to be told that they couldn't find any eggs. That I mean, that it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, it's so, all heartbreaking. But that is yeah, yeah. That's after you've done all hear. the injections, and and we again weren't expecting it because no. we'd had we'd had success previously. Yeah. We'd had eggs. Yeah. This was not. Yeah, it was it was an outcome we weren't even expect. That that's been the worst. About every every time we get a knockback, we didn't hadn't even considered that knockback existed. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. So that was really really hard so that was in august last year that was in august last year but it's fine because we had one more go yeah <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> so we hopes were high <laughs> yeah hopes were high but they were very much like right we're going to change your protocol yeah. um i had quite strong views on the type of medications that i should be taking uh-huh. um great you've done your research well and also and you i know your body I, mm. I i knew that i'd had success previously with yeah. the more pure form yeah. of the of the stimulation hormone so i queried why they were proposing to put me on the same drug again when yeah. i hadn't had any great success mm. mm-hmm. um so they were content to, to change things and i think actually what they'd said was they had greater success for ladies with lower egg reserve with a purer okay purer form of the of the drug yeah um and there was some some evidence to back to back that up um so they were happy to to do that and they downregulated me which i hadn't done before okay so it was a slightly longer protocol and by the time we were ready for collection in November, November they were fairly confident that we had about four good size, four or five good size follicles that could okay. potentially produce eggs. Yeah. yeah. So off we went again 
into egg collection. And to be fair to them, as soon as I came round, they were like, we've got four. Great. We've got four. So I was like, brilliant. Wow, great. This is amazing. We've got, you know, yeah. we've got further than we got before. This is brilliant. Um, so we were absolutely on a high. We were like, this is great. We're finally getting somewhere. Mm. And that's when it gets you. <laughs> yeah, the hope. Oh, yeah. The hope. <laughs> yeah. And then the following day, I had the call from the embryologist who opened with, I'm afraid it's not good oh, news. No. None of them fertilised and we don't know why. Oh, God. Yeah. I was at work at the time. You were? Because oh, you just didn't expect Yeah, I didn't the expect news. it. So got the call from you and I'd sort of leave without saying much to anyone. But they were quite good about it. They were. They were. And that's another one you're not... So that's another one we were expecting. Oh, that didn't know that could happen. It's the way it can knock you for six, yeah. isn't it? It's the way it just like... It's like a sucker punch out of nowhere. It is. It is. And I think for me... It just, it really hit me. And then I just was desperately trying to find anything, mm. any scratch or shred of hope mm. yeah. in where we where we go next. What do we do now? Yeah. Um, and so I was frantically Googling and, mm, and trying to figure out what happens. Well, we had a very sad day that first day. We had a really sad day. A really sad day. And then the research kicked in the day after. And then the research kicked in the day after. And then I just massively overwhelmed myself and freaked out again and just stopped thinking about it. It's, I find that kind of situation really hard because, you, you, you know, if you've had an embryo transferred and it hasn't worked out, you can say, in a way, you've kind of had a loss. Mm. Mm. But with that, it's there's nothing that yeah. you can necessarily mm. grieve except the fact mm. that you were hoping yeah. for it. Yeah. I remember the first time when we actually had the embryo. We did. It was the day before the test. We went to bed, and you got up. I heard you get up about two in the morning, mm-hmm. and you went and did the test, and it obviously was negative. And it was kind of I don't know because it was the middle of the night. It was like mm, okay, and then we just went back to bed. I thought, oh, we've handled that really well. And then it was the next morning. <laughs> the next morning, it's just like, yeah, it's just horrible. Because again, like you say. You feel very silly for grieving the yeah. loss that never came. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's the same. But it's That's exactly what you've the had same. the whole time you've been trying is yeah. that never quite having that thing yeah. to grieve, but having grief, yeah. like real grief. We felt a bit fraudulent behind the test, didn't we? Just it didn't oh, feel like quite a, right. Yeah, I felt like a massive oh. fraud. Because it's that imposter syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, don't be so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't yeah, yeah. going to work. Silly woman. Jokes on yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why am I even bothering? Yeah, and spending 15 quid on a test. Yeah. Which is yeah. how much it cost. Well, I mean, they are expensive. Very expensive. Tests. Bloody expensive. Especially the pink line ones. Exactly. Um, I, I think after my last transfer, I just seriously consider just not testing and <laughs> seeing what happened. <laughs> like doing it kind of Victorian style. Mm. And like, if I get a big tummy, then I'm probably pregnant. Oh, yeah. But... I can yeah. definitely understand that. Because yeah. I have definitely... You know, because you, you speak to people who've got that almost compulsion to, mm. to do the tests, whereas I'm completely the opposite. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, like, no. Don't find yeah. that. Rather not know, thanks. Yeah. I'll just you. wait and see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's our very that's... long in a nutshell journey. So what's next? What's now? What are we about to hear over the next few weeks? So basically, it's us trying to figure out what our next steps are. Mm-hmm. Um... So obviously, as I said, I I went into into mad research mode, didn't I? You did, and then was it that following day you were on the phone to the adoption agency? I was, yeah. 
Yeah. Had a I long mean, conversation with them. Yep, yeah, we did. Getting shit done. Absolutely. Well, I, I think, needed to have that yeah. plan. Yeah, yeah, I needed yeah. to. Yeah. You felt better after that. I did. Absolutely. That makes sense. I yeah. did. Um, so it's it's basically us trying to figure out what's next. Um, and our two major options are either considering adoption mm-hmm. or looking at potential further IVF um, with maybe donor eggs. Okay, okay. But we're not even sure that donor eggs is would be the recommendation. Yeah. Okay. So I've done a little bit of research, but yeah. we need to go and speak to somebody to find out what they would recommend and where we are. Um, I mean, I feel like a massive, I, I don't know if fraud is the right word, but we were always very clear about three rounds and done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And technically, we've done three rounds and right. it's not. But then it's like, but have we? Because we yeah. Yeah. of hope. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And circumstances change. Yeah. They do. You know. So I'm struggling a little bit with the concept that I'm I'm shifting the goalposts more than you, I'd say. Mm. If you've got the means, yeah. then you've got. I, don't, the means. I think we're a bit naive to think you could just suddenly go, okay, that's redone, yeah. and we'll let's move on. Yeah, yeah. we'll let's go on holiday. On. Yeah. yeah, let's switch, and you know, yeah. it'll be it'll be fine. So adoption, which in itself is huge journey um and or donor eggs yep and that's it pretty much i think although they may come at us with something else when we speak to the you know they do they (laughs) they tend to chuck stuff in um so that yeah that's where we are really where do we go now Mm -hmm. when we're definitely we know that we want to have a family we just need to figure out how that happens what is the biggest thing that you've learned about yourselves during this whole thing? I am more resilient than I ever thought I was. Like I always think I always thought that I was not a weak person at all, but very much a a, a plodder through life, but actually yeah. I feel like I've mm. really just kept pushing and pushing and pushing until yeah. yeah. You know, I guess I can't push anymore, but I'm I'm not there yet, and I and I never thought that I would be that resilient in it all. I will have to be like that, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think, and the other thing I'm surprised about actually is my desire to carry a child is much stronger than I thought it ever would be. Okay. Yeah. Because th- when we first started this journey, we for you know we were very much we want a family. Mm. Yeah. And I was always, I want to be a mother. Yeah. I'm not by, any by any means. Yeah. yeah. And I never thought that I would be particularly fussed about being pregnant. And now that the reality has hit that I yeah. may never be pregnant, mm. there's that little voice in the back of my head saying, That's okay. Are you ready? Are you, are you okay yeah. with that? And, yeah, I, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I am. Yeah. It's a normal see. We want it to be as normal as possible because it's been very abnormal yeah. trying to make a baby up until mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You kind of forget how it was, how it's meant to be done. Which is used to be done. The, so fucking unfair. The thing that I forgot, and I think the minute I was pregnant, I kind of realised it was that pregnancy, like what. Pregnancy became my goal rather than having a baby. Mm. Yeah. That was weird. When Then I had a baby and I was like, oh shit. Because I've, I've yeah. said that to to you sometimes. You get you kept saying all the IVF is just focusing yeah. on getting pregnant. Yeah. It's weird, yeah. and that's how 
adoption seems different. You're yeah. you've, you're focused on the parenting aspects. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think it's a lot a, of people are like that. Yeah, I, I get don't that. Think you should normally have this much time to think about it. You no. know, it should be a mm. lot quicker. Yeah, in theory. Well, it just generally. So you don't have time to. Th- it just happens. Yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't have, have time enough to think about getting pregnant. It just. Yeah. Mm. It's a bit like, you know, when you're planning your wedding and you're just really focused on the wedding day. Yeah. And not yeah. like being married. And not being married. Yeah. And then yeah, you're all yeah, of a sudden yeah, like, yeah. oh shit. You get there and you're like, oh, this is it. I'm attached <laughs> to somebody forever now. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you're legally bound to me now. <laughs> but okay. it, it's that similar sort of thing, isn't it? Um... We've got some presents for you. Aww. Yeah, that, that's me creaking up. <laughs> yeah. Surreptitiously grab some yeah. presents. Well, that's very kind. You but, didn't have to yeah. do that. I mean, you guys bought us presents and they're probably not as generous. But I mean, this is fancy yeah. paper. Well, the paper's fancy might be left over from Christmas. Can't confirm or deny. Awesome. But um, I, I hope you appreciate the ribbon, which picked a rainy London scene. It's beautiful. Oh, which I thought was appropriate for the day. Look out the window and that's exactly what you yeah. see. I mean, these are fancy. Yeah, yeah. So that tag. is a brown label with a kind of funny... Um, <gasps> yeah, that presents... I mean, it's not really for you, but no. I'll let you open it. She's going to be so pleased. It's for Gert the Cat. It says, dear Gert. Yeah. Welcome to the BFN Cat Club. Love, Nora. <laughs> Betty and Ethel. They even put their paw prints on them. Oh, aren't they good? Oh, they are good. I mean, you They're asked so them to do good. one job and they just fucking nailed it really. <laughs> like, they go above and beyond. I do want to say that I did have this on this table today and then I came in this morning and it was on the floor because I think Nora had been at it. She was just preparing it for the wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> so if it had little claw marks on it, that might be why. It just means even more. Yeah. Yeah. Something all polite about it. I normally just. No, no, do tearing. Tearing is good for sound. What is it? They are. Just open it. Just open it. Oh my gosh, the little fish! They're fishes! (laughs) (laughs) They're amazing! Yeah. I don't even know what. I was going to say what brand of fish. That's not even. Well, one of them's a goldfish, definitely. Is that like a trout? I don't know what the other ones are. Or a I think you've got a mackerel there, haven't you? A mackerel? Yeah. Don't you sound authoritative? Yeah, yeah. And your fish <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> Lots of fishing programs. Yeah. Oh, these are amazing. Oh, and some catnip. And recording. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah. She went mental for your peppermint tea this morning, didn't she? Did. <laughs> That's amazing. Head right uh, in the cup. She, yeah, she's going mad for it. Um, yeah, and there's a little something there, but it's not very exciting. It's not like... Oh, I like being occupied on a train journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, did like a quadruple knot on this, so just like, just wrench. If you need to wrench, just wrench. There we go. Yeah. There we go. I am so, I, I absolutely love these. Gorgeous. Uh, tiger. Really? For all your wrapping needs. I like a bit of tiger. Oh, <laughs> amazing! It's a long journey from London to Cardiff, <laughs> so we got them uh, travel monopoly. Travel monopoly, yeah, amazing. Damn straight. Yeah, I love a board game. Right. Oh, we just... spent a long, a nice Sunday evening last night playing Ninety Eighty Freeze Trivial Pursuit. Oh my god! Oh did. wow, that's hard. Oh yeah. That's really hard. Cast your mind back to yeah. when you went alive. Yeah. And uh, 
I discovered I've never been good at Trivial Pursuit, and then I discovered it's because I've not been alive during yeah. most of the times that I played it. See, like or the board, the games that I played, and then somebody bought us 2019 Trivial Pursuit, and it. Like, I bet. Did you game nail it? I'm a, I'm a genius. Game yeah. um, okay, guys, it is. Thank, thank you so much yes. for coming out here. Thank you for sharing your journey. And we are so excited to hear what's going to happen over the next few weeks. Yeah. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting us. Yay. Speak to you soon. Speak to you next week. Bye. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now it's time for IVF. What the F? What the F? Um, this is a really appropriate one because if everybody's locked indoors, no yeah. one's going outside. Yeah. No one's getting their vitamin D. All right. Is that what we're talking to Prof T about? I think it is. Vit D. Vit D. Wow. A props. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Professor Tim Child, Medical Director of Oxford Fertility. Indeed. He is back in the house. He's back in the house. Uh, as an aside, if anyone hasn't listened to our bonus episode from December, uh, we did a nice interview with Professor Tim. So you can get to know the man a bit better. Oh my God, that was so fun. Yeah, it was awesome. He's a legend. I'm still quite traumatised by my parking. <laughs> I didn't I really park thought well. you'd be better at parking. I'm, I think you, you appear to me to be someone that's proficient at that kind of thing. Do you know what happened? Um, about a month ago, I had a tiny fight with a London bus. A little fight. A little one. And I haven't driven since. Oh, no. <laughs> no what happened? Scuffed, 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 scuffed. Scuffed. And oh, shit. It was a tiny, a tiny dust up. Oh, dear. Never mind. I know. Anyway, that's uh, an aside. It is. So for today's episode, we were talking to Professor Tim about vitamin D and we asked, how important is vitamin D for conception? So there's increasing research looking at vitamin D levels and the effects on reproduction. Certainly many women in the UK do have low levels of vitamin D because of obviously our climate. Also women with uh, darker skin 
women with a BMI of over 30, women with various medical conditions, particularly bowel conditions that may limit absorption of vitamin D, and also women from ethnic groups that uh, are covered. All of these things can help reduce the amount of vitamin D that's produced normally via the sunlight on the skin. So we know that very low, very low vitamin D levels in pregnancy can cause problems such as rickets in newborns. And it's also been associated with higher risks of high blood pressure in pregnancy as well. From a getting pregnant perspective, also some studies have suggested that lower levels of vitamin D can lead to lower success rates with IVF. In order to try and get around this, um, it could be that people have a blood test for vitamin D or an easier way, unless you're in one of those high-risk groups that I've mentioned, an easier way maybe just to take some vitamin D anyway. And the pregnancy multivitamins, such as Pregnacare Conception, contain 600 international units of vitamin D, um, which should be enough if you're taking it for a few months before treatment anyway, to give you enough vitamin D to take you through treatment. And then in pregnancy, levels can be increased further as per local guidelines. That's it for today's episode, episode one, series three. Over. Oh my lord. (laughs) We'll be back next week, as always, and we've got an interview with someone who has had their treatment cancelled because of the corona crisis. So, yeah, so that'll be good. Listen out for that one. Um, And just before we go, big thanks to Liz and Nick for sharing their journeys. And a big thanks to our new sponsor, Peanut. Yes. And before I go, Happy fucking birthday to Emma. Woo! Thanks. (laughs) We are recording this on Emma's birthday and she is feeling a bit glum. So, happy birthday, mate. I hope you have a good one. Please, please have a good day. We love you. We all love you. (laughs) Thanks, mate. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.